Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Politicians in D.C. love to kick the can down the road and put off dealing with the national debt. We've uh, talked about that many times on this program. And normally they talk about how important it is to deal with the national debt right up until Election Day. And then suddenly it gets put on the back burner and Republicans and Democrats alike uh, continue to spend in ways that are not sustainable and continue to add to the national debt. There's a new report out from the Congressional Budget Office that says Washington has got to start tackling the problem of the national debt now and what that would mean for you and what that would mean for all of us and for our children and our grandchildren if they don't. Uh, really pleased to have back on the program Eric Bain, one of our favorite reporters from Reason Magazine, Reason.com. And Eric, you got a great piece today uh, that simply starts with my two favorite words, don't wait. <laughs> where are we? What did the CBO tell us about where we actually stand when it comes to the national debt? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Boyd, and uh, thanks for your attention, as always, to this really important issue. Uh, this is a new report that was released last week by the Congressional Budget Office that uh, tries to run some of the numbers on a couple different alternate scenarios here for uh, just stabilizing the national debt. That's that's important to note because we're not talking about paying it off or, or even reducing it, just preventing it from continuing to climb as a percentage of GDP. It's already... Uh, at 100% GDP or exceeding 100% GDP, that means the, the debt is the size of the whole economy. And uh, in, in actual numbers, it's about $30 trillion right now. So when people talk about stabilizing the debt, what they mean is that it will continue to grow long term, but that it will continue to grow uh, along with the growth of the economy rather than outpacing the growth of the economy as it's been doing. And uh, basically, the CBO says that, look, lawmakers have to get serious about this by 2026 if they want to have any chance of holding the national debt below 120% of GDP. Uh, that's not like a magic number or anything, but it's a figure that is uh, that a lot of economists suggest is, uh, is, is a threshold that really you can't go past because you end up having all sorts of negative economic consequences. Uh, and, and we may have those already, actually, but, uh, you know, they're going to get worse as the debt grows larger as a share of the economy and uh that's just it's a it's a long-term drag on economic growth and and other aspects yeah and the congressional budget office of course is uh i always say they're the ones who make you check your math and show your math by the way is uh, part of what the cbo uh, tends to do on on bills but i think this one is is super important and you mentioned this uh fact that we have exceeded 100 percent of the gdp explain that to us a little bit and uh history doesn't bode well for countries so once they get past that 100, 105% of GDP, uh, it just rarely seems to end well. Yeah, that seems to be some sort of a tipping point. Again, we're sort of in uncharted territory here, and we've never really in modern times seen a country the size of the United States go through something like this. Uh, Greece, of course, is sort of the one standout example, right? And their financial problems really began once that country tipped past the, the 100% of GDP mark. But 
obviously very different sort of place than uh, where the United States is. So, so we don't know exactly when, you know, some of these bigger, worse economic consequences might start to hit or, or how they might hit a country with the economy like the United States. But the but the, but the CBO spells it out pretty claim, pretty plainly in black and white when they say that as federal borrowing increases, the amount of funds that are available for private investment will decline and that perpetually rising debt also adds to the likelihood of a fiscal crisis and poses other risks to the U.S. economy. When you get right down to it, the big problem is the amount of money that you have to pay just on the interest costs of the debt, right? That every dollar that you spend just to just to service the national debt is a dollar that can't be spent on something else. It can't be spent on government services for people. It can't be put to more productive use in the private sector of the economy. Uh, every one of those dollars has to be taxed out of the economy and then just put to paying for uh, things that we already spent money on years ago. Uh, they're just the interest payments on the debt. That's what that is. And uh, that's really where the problem is, because you end up, you know, as the debt gets larger, you end up with larger and larger interest payments, obviously. And that's just uh, that's just dead money. It's just money that comes out of the economy that is put to no productive use. And uh, that, as as you can figure, would be a, a long term drag. That's a that's a cost that doesn't go away. It's only going to be with us uh, and it's only going to get larger as the uh, as the debt grows. That's right. As we always say, the uh, the interest never slumbers nor sleeps. And uh, both Republicans and Democrats have added to it. It usually seems that the party that's out of power talks about tr- getting things under control. The party in power spends like crazy. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's Democrats or Republicans. So we're we're equal opportunity offenders there. Uh, and and you also mentioned just on this interest rate, uh, paying that, the fact that we've been play, paying basically 0% interest uh, for a while, if things continue to tick up even to just historic averages, uh, I've heard numbers that say, you know, we'd be over a trillion a year uh, just in interest payment alone in the not too distant future. Yeah, that's another problem that we're looking at right now with inflation too, right, is that mm. uh, inflation is likely to push interest rates higher. The Federal Reserve is probably going to have to raise interest rates throughout this year. Anybody out there who's you know looking to buy a mortgage or anything like that is certainly aware of this or buy a house is certainly aware of this as it relates to uh, mortgage rates right now. But uh, the, the national debt is, is in the same situation, right? It is also subject to interest rates. Uh, not necessarily all pegged to the Federal Reserve's base rate, but but it is subject to interest rates as well. And as those increase, that means that the interest costs on the debt will increase as well. Um, there are people out there. Brian Riedel is a is a guy who I talked to at the Manhattan Institute about this a lot. He's a former Senate staffer who has spent basically the last 30 years of his life working on and, and worrying about the uh, the cost of America's entitlement programs and, and the national debt and how we're going to pay for all of this. And uh, and yeah, he suggests he suggested to me on several occasions going back even before this current run of inflation that if we saw interest rates pop up back to just historical norms, you know, you're talking five, six, seven percent, not not 15, 20 percent, that that adds trillions of dollars to the debt. And that's trillions of dollars every year that you're paying. Again, just an interest cost. That's just money that's going to finance the costs of stuff that the government already bought in previous years. Uh, So you're not getting anything for it. And I think that's going to be the real the political problem here, right, is that taxpayers are going to end up having to pay higher taxes and they're not going to get anything for it. So lawmakers are going to have to at some point approach the people of this country and say, look, uh, your taxes have to go up or your benefits have to go down 
And it's and it's just because of what you've already gotten in the past. You're not getting anything new for these changes, and that's going to be a, that's going to be a very hard political sell. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, but that's ultimately where this has to go. That's right. That is the ultimate in tough sell. Eric Baim, great insight. This is something we're passionate about on this program. We've got to get this one straight. Again, Eric Baim is a reporter for Reason Magazine. Reason.com. He has a great piece. Uh, check it out today. It's called "Don't Wait: The National Debt Is Only Getting Worse." Eric, thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Boyd. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Tonight is the end of the Muslim holiday of Ramadan. And we are very honored to have joining us on the program Utah Islamic Center Imam Shoeb, who will be here to talk about the importance of this time for Muslims. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.